Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendships, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and buckle up fans, and grab your dragons because today we're chatting all about Iron Flame. And when I say we... I mean, me and our lovely correspondent, Miss Melinda. How's it going, friend? It's going, but how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I am good. It was an emotional roller coaster getting through this book. And I mean, I know between you and me, it was, okay, where are you? Where are you? I don't want to give away too much. What chapter are you on? And we would have daily check-ins of Captain's Log. I'm on chapter 29. (laughs) Where are you at? (laughs) And then trying to beat the spoiler alerts on TikTok was the biggest uphill battle. I was like, no, don't let me see this. And I'm like, just scroll away immediately because my TikTok algorithm knew I was reading this book. And they're like, oh, you don't want spoilers. Here's five more. Anywho, we're here now, most importantly. Yes. And I'm so excited to talk to you all about Iron Flame. Starting with, excuse my language, but the absolute clusterfuck that was the distribution process for this book. And it is at no fault of Rebecca Yaros. She didn't publish it. She wrote it. And then she passed it off to her her publishing team who had it outsourced by multiple third parties. And there were typos. There were chapter misprints. There was early distribution. WTF, my friend. WTF. Because I know I went to at least two Walmarts, a Target, and a Sam's Club. Because TikTok was talking about... Oh my gosh, it's the Friday before the release and I'm seeing Iron Flame out on shelves. What is going on? And I'm buying five of them right now, you know, and they were all special edition. And I was super angry because I was like, what is going on? And people who had specially ordered this book, aka you, had yet to receive your copy. Care to explain? Not that you were the problem. So yeah, I did the pre-order. I also did the pre-order of the fourth wing holiday special edition before knowing that it was the fourth wing holiday edition so that came announced and leaked on tiktok and everyone pre-ordered that book and that was coming out i believe it was released like the day after iron flame or the day before there was like a 24 hour right release date and iron flame had the black sprayed edges so everyone was jumping onto that because most of us missed out on the first edition print for fourth wing right. with the sprayed edges and unfortunately the publishing company is a small company and i don't think they are ready for the viral tiktok sensation and i saw videos of people going the title on the spine is either the wrong title or misprinted or in a different location or it's upside down that the dust cover was damaged, that there were chunks of the book missing and said it was repeated pages out of order. I got both books delivered on the same day. My fourth wing edition was perfect. Didn't have any issues with that. I made sure to check everything. (laughs) So I Uh kept the fourth wing holiday edition because that came with two chapters from Zayden's POV. And then I checked my Iron Flame book and I was like, well, my dust cover has a little smudge on it, but whatever. The title on my spine is right and it's in the right place. Cool. Pages are in order. 
fine. And then I get a video saying that chapter 17 is missing the dragon icon on on top of the text. And I went, oh, and I was going back and forth with you debating on whether or not to keep this book. I was like, well, everything looks right. And I went through every page and every page is there. I checked chapter 17 and sure enough, I was missing dragon icon. And then I checked the copyright page and there were typos in the copyright page at the front of the book. So I returned edition and with the refund, I got the Kindle, the the ebook, okay, <laughs> as it were, and then I got the audio as well. So that was my experience with Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. What were your initial thoughts on the overall story of the second book? It dragged on in some points, and I think as part of the story building and world building, because you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be like three or five books, I felt that it did a it did a nice job of setting up the conflict okay. for the future books. And I did enjoy it. No, it's a really fun fantasy book. And I enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to the series. I wasn't disappointed at all. I did not want to have to put it down. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? I am ready. Let's spill it. All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not read Iron Flame, the second book in the Fourth Wing series, we are about to spoil it for you. All right. That being said, we had some new characters in this book. What were your initial thoughts on the new characters that were introduced into Iron Flame? We got introduced to Liam's sister, Sloane. And Liam thought so highly of Violet and even wrote to his sister saying, you're going to love her. She's just like, but just remember, she's not her mom. I figured Sloane would also feel this, like, would feel some form of starstruck around Violet. Like, this was Liam's best friend, you know, kind of just being in awe. But no, that wasn't it at all. (laughs) It's quite the opposite. And it was purely because no one other than the cadets at the battle knew what happened. So all of this angst was based off of false information for the most part. Hopefully the two of them will get to work it out and... So speaking of angst, that leads into Katrina Cordella, right? Like you love to hate her kind of character. Just wanted to get back with Zayden for the throne. And I had to take a break between those scenes because my reaction to her was so visceral. I was like the audacity of this woman. Like they stressed me out. So, you know, eventually Violet and Matt come to this understanding and even though I just really disliked Kat at the beginning, I kind of want Violet and Kat to not necessarily be BFFs, but become amicable towards each other to the point that they kind of randomly laugh about some trait or habit that they both noticed in Zayden when they're together. You know, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to take a big leap. I'm thinking of Rose and Sarah Jane and Dr. Who when they met. Sarah Jane's an older companion with the mm-hmm. doctor rose becomes jealous of the relationship but then the two of them bond over the doctor and the okay. doctor's like what's happening why are you going at me and they're like look see he's doing the thing <laughs> so i kind of want that relationship but we'll see i probably never gonna happen that cat is just whoo it's gotta work on some stuff they all do right right okay okay well, yeah we were also introduced to i'm calling him a villain because bearish was the absolute worst Oh, I could not deal with this guy. And I was like, okay, how has a dragon not killed him off yet? I'm waiting. I was like, Taryn, 
come on, bro. I'm going to need you to step up your A game. You've offered a couple times. I'm waiting for you to just take him out. He does not have the biggest dragon. He's not Melgren. You can take him out at any point in time. And the level of torture and violence that he that he gave Violet, I was like, oh my gosh. I felt like I was there watching it and couldn't do anything. And knowing that she went through that for four days, I was like, absolutely not. I was so glad he was finally killed off. I think Kat is a power-hungry sociopath. There isn't enough crowns, thrones, anything in the world to make me want what she wants. Who put this idea that this is the epitome of what you should want in life? I'm questioning who raised you at this point and why you want this so badly. Because I understand wanting Zayden. I do. But you just want him for the throne? Like, that's that's not enough. Come on. And I just think Sloane is super naive. And while she was eventually told what happened, and let alone shown what happened to her brother and how everything went down, she was also not introduced to the letters that Liam wrote until, I don't know, maybe chapter 20. So she was just obviously like very passive aggressive and again, very angsty. But I was like, okay, she's going to come around. I'm waiting for this to happen. And while she she's getting there, she understands that like, oh, Violet's not the bad guy. I've been directing my anger towards the wrong person. Okay. She eventually took, does take a step back, but I'm, I'm waiting for that friendship and that bond to happen. And even though Sloane took out Violet's mom, per Violet's mom's request, I'm just waiting for the Sloan and Violet friendship to develop. That's my take on these new characters. And while we typically in our episodes offer before the tea, we talk about casting. This is the fun section where we get to fan cast for our favorite characters. So that being said, who are we fan casting for Iron Flame? All right. Immediately off the bat, the first character I fan casted was Farish. And I casted him with Aiden Giles. Picture Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Yes. That is how I pictured Varish. Okay. Lilith Sorengale, I pictured as Charlize Theron or maybe Natalie Dormer. Oh, okay. Mira, I was kind of heading towards Florence Pugh. For Violet, I immediately, immediately thought of Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, uh, for Sloan, I pictured Sydney Sweeney. Oh, that's a good one. For Katrina, I pictured Jenna Ortega. Okay. Okay. And then for Ree, I pictured China Ann McLean. So as Zayden, I mentally casted Matthew Daddario or Noah Centineo. So it's one or the other. I'd be happy with either or. As Violet, I mentally casted Danielle Rose Russell, and she starred in legacies as hope michelson as mira sasha kaye and she was supergirl in the flash as brennan i casted thomas doherty as general soringale i'm torn between rebecca ferguson or vanessa kirby and as taryn in my mind i only hear idris elba as sigail i casted charlene theron and as andarna I casted Lacey Chabert. Oh my God. AKA Gretchen Wieners. Yes. I also fully support Noah Centineo being Zayden. 100%. Yes. So we're putting it out 
into the universe, which BT dubs, and for those of you who don't know, Fourth Wing was picked up by Amazon Prime for Prime Video, and Michael B. Jordan's production company is producing the show with Prime. So we're manifesting this cast very hard. We want to see this come to fruition. Please let this happen. Please, please, please. please. Serious question time. There were so many amazing storylines in this book. What was your favorite storyline? Well, one of my favorite moments in the Iron Flame is when the group returns to Biscayeth as their names are being read out loud <laughs> as part of the dead. And Zayden's just like, well, this is awkward right? <laughs> when they read off his name. I live for those gotcha moments. So that was one of my favorite things. But also the whole point of Violet being able to see Liam broke my heart. I personally love the backstory on the runes and how Zayden had put runes on the dagger set that he had made for Violet as a way to protect her. I mean, he obviously could have told her this saying, hey, I'm giving this to you because I love you. But also I want to protect you. And her just being excited over new daggers, him knowing it's a dagger set. She'll love me just for that alone. But the story on how runes are created and the way that they were described in the book, it looks like Reiki when they're doing the magic to create the runes. And I was so enthralled by this. And I was like, oh, tell me more. I want to be like, I wanted to be a student in this class on how to learn how to do runes because I was absolutely fascinated with how they help protect the wards and how... The dagger set specifically that Zayden gave her helped protect Violet against Kat when she was trying to do her batshit crazy mind tricks on her, her voodoo mind tricks. And I was like, whoppa, whoppa, take that and that and that. And she's throwing daggers without having to throw these daggers. And I was like, Zayden, I love you, but you totally could have given her the heads up about this. You really could have. It cost absolutely nothing other than your time. Which I realize you didn't have much of with her to explain this, but come on, my dude. You could have easily made the time to explain this, but I digress. Next serious question. As we mentioned earlier, there have been nothing but amazing TikToks on fan theories all about Iron Flame. What are your top three favorite fan theories that are, that you've seen so far come from Iron Flame? I am totally interested in Violet's second signet. Okay, same. Now, Rebecca has said that her second signet has been introduced in Iron Flame. We just have to look for it. And the theory is that it has to do something with being able to communicate with Liam when she was being tortured. So like her first signet is all about power, right? And controlling it, whether Mm -hmm. it's lightning, which is a form that's easy for her to control, Mm -hmm. or if it's like over people. So... I'm curious to see how her second signet can relate into that. The second one I have mm-hmm. that I liked is the Lilith looking for a cure for venom. Okay. And that ties into the theories that Lilith was exposed to venom while pregnant with Violet. And the question is, is how, if that was the case, like how did that happen? So somehow I think Violet's dad, who doesn't have a name, Right. And who I will call Mr. Sorengale for the time being was maybe researching Venom because, you know, he was like he was one of the best scribes out there. So I, I want to and he had the book about the fairy tales of Venom. So I want to say that he was researching Venom, came across them and was possibly like either attacked by one and got injured or became one 
And Lilith decided to find a cure for her husband, like under the radar, Ah. as it were, and kept a secret to a few close allies while she was pregnant with Violet. Um, And then my third theory that I enjoyed is a theory that Nail in turn then in to save Brennan is the theory, just how Zayden did to save Violet. Only, I think the theory is... Nalen didn't return, possibly because they couldn't face Brennan after turning Venom. But there are theories that Nalen is the sage. Right. Okay. But also people, there's people theorizing that Mr. Sorengale is the sage. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. There was a, a girl on TikTok who either wrote the most beautiful fan fiction I've ever seen, but she broke down her fan theories into like five different parts, one of which being... Brennan will find the cure and it will kill him in the process of mending Zayden. And the other theory or the other part of that theory is that Taryn cut the connection with Naolin the same way Sigail right now is keeping her distance from Zayden because he chose to become Venon. Hence, Sigail keeping her distance from Zayden and Bade keeping his distance from Jack. So dragons are not fans of venom if there's anybody who hates venom more than anything it's dragons they're like nah dude you're bad people you chose this lifestyle that's that's the mindset dragons have towards venom and the other theory that i came across on tiktok was everyone who fell off the parapet didn't die they were turned into venom oh if there isn't a body to prove that they're dead they might have died technically the same way jack died the theory was if there isn't a body to prove that these folks are dead, it explains the the amount of numbers that they have to turn people into venom. That being said, I was like, that's a good one. And my mind was blown after that one. That's but, a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And the last serious question that I have for you was what storyline was the biggest game changer for you? I think for me, it's when Violet decided to let Sawyer, Riddick, and Ree in on what is going on with the venom rather than push them away and keep secrets because you know that was zayden's whole ordeal like yeah his love language is giving gifts but he doesn't say anything and he keeps it close and he play he keeps all of his cards close to his chest he doesn't let anyone in unless he has to unless it benefits the others and he told violet push him away don't talk about it keep those secrets and she made that mental choice to finally go that doesn't work for me i need a support group my friends need to know what's going on i can't push them away and i loved it when Rhi was like i'm not mad and so was like yeah i'm not bad either for you know violet not telling them and reddick saw i'm a little mad <laughs> reddick's my favorite he better stay like i love that whole group i love the four I of them I, I hope they make it through this series i do too <laughs> reddick's my favorite <laughs> right no i would say the the big game changer for me was well, it's a toss-up between Andarna's big reveal as the seventh breed of dragon and Zayden's second signet reveal. Dude. That, oh, that was wild. <laughs> but Taryn's reaction to Sigale. Yeah. Oh, mom Dude. and dad are mad. <laughs> mom and dad are having a fight. And okay, the kids got over it before mom and dad did. And the kids were the ones who had the issue to begin with. This is a big deal. And... I got to be the bystander and eat my popcorn and read the story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so dramatic. So good. Like, I'm again, not... I love those gotcha moments. Oh, right. <laughs> also, Andarna being a seventh breed of dragon, which I knew she had a purpose. I knew I was like, okay, her parents are gone. She can't carry a rider. 
there's a purpose behind this. And like, oh, she's taking an eternal, like the longest nap in the history of naps. I was like, girl, I'm going to need you to get it together, please. And when she finally did, I was like, oh, there's a reason for this. She's not just ahead of her class or whatever. She's dropping hints. So that was awesome. I'm super excited for book three. Whenever we get it, please let it be sooner rather than later. And now it is time for the spotlight of the week. The holiday season is approaching fast, and if you're looking to save some money on gifts for your loved ones, Timu is your one-stop shop. Once you download the Timu app with the link in our show notes, you'll get a $100 coupon bundle plus 50% off your purchase. Discount is only available to new app users. Don't miss out on these deals this holiday season, and be sure to grab that link in our show notes. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Rebecca Yaros, the BBC, Amazon, Red Tower Books, Stephanie Meyer, HBO or HBO Max, or Max. We're just really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.